It's always fun meeting new people in insurance, and um, you seem pretty ambitious. I guess I don't, I don't know how I don't know the answer to this question. How long have you been doing insurance? Eight years. Uh, only thing I've done since college. I Is graduated it, in 2010. I worked for a uh, nonprofit dental center for six months, and I was like, I'm not doing this. A nonprofit dental center? I don't even know what that is. It's a uh, basically a dental service. Have you heard of Aspen Dental? I've heard of Aspen Dental, yeah. It's kind of like an Aspen Dental, except it was for underserved kids. Essentially the same type of model, where you have a practitioner that practices dentistry, you have a, a business person that actually runs the practice. Got it. You said, no thanks? Yeah. Not out. I get out. out of people's mouths. Um, and then, so right out of college, what got you in the industry then? So my boss, Randy Jones, sits on the board of trustees at Jacksonville State University. Okay. <laughs> Is that where you went to college? Yeah. Jacksonville uh, I was State. very, very yeah. active. Um, met a guy by the name of Colin Cotton, who's a banker in Jacksonville, just a really well-known guy. Yeah. And uh, Randy was like a dad to him, and he goes, I gotta, I gotta find a producer. <laughs> and uh, Colin's like, I got a guy. And he's like, I'm telling you, if I could hire him, I would. As a matter of fact, I had taken a job with Wells Fargo to work in their uh, back office corporate. I was going to go to law school at night. Yeah. Uh, and Randy called me. I met him at Jefferson's. He's like, hey, uh, I want to talk to you about a job. I said, like, I don't want to be an insurance agent. I'm thinking door to door. like. Uh, so why, why do people think that? But yes, go on. Yeah, the reason I think that, I think yeah. the industry as a whole has to work on its image yeah. to others as far as integrity, as far as how we're perceived um, yep. by the way we carry ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I was running late. This is funny. I was running late to my interview. Um, late to the interview, Evan. Uh-oh. Well, Randy knew that I was working. Oh, you already had the... Yeah, yeah, yeah you I, was, I was working there. That was so a good excuse. Good excuse. I had a kid come in super late, and the doctor was like, hey, we didn't make our numbers. We need to, <laughs> we need to see this patient. I'm like, yeah. all right. All right. <laughs> so I call my uh, best friend and college roommates, um, now his wife, then his girlfriend, and I said, hey, there's gonna be a guy there that's supposed to interview me. I need you to pan the room and keep him, like go sit and talk to this guy so he doesn't realize I'm late. <laughs> and she goes, I see two guys in blazers. I was like, it's one of those two guys. I said, look at their watch. I always look at watch and cheese. Right. Um, she goes, one of the guys is wearing the watch that you and Hogan always look at. I was like, that's him. So I get there about 35 minutes late, and I was like, hey, Randy, I, I hope you didn't notice I was too, too late, but I sent Aaron and Lindsay over to kind of Keep talk. company. Yeah, and he's like, I thought I still had it. <laughs> <laughs> You're hired. <laughs> I thought I still had it. Eight, eight years later, here I am. That's funny. So what did you major in in college? I guess that's, that's maybe an important question. I was a finance major. Okay, so kind of like, and a cousin to insurance? Yeah, a little bit. What did you want to do with finance that you didn't make it to, or yet? So, so I actually was a political science major up until my last semester in college. You transferred uh, to finance? Yeah. I Sounds like an expensive decision. It was, it, it, my parents were very happy. No, no they were not. <laughs> um, so I worked for a congressman uh, while I was in college. All That's right. why it took me six years to get yeah. an undergraduate degree. Um, and all the fundraisers were at financial advisors. Yeah insurance agency owners, investment bankers. Those were the guys that were holding the, the fundraisers. So I said, hmm, I don't really know if I want to go to law school or if I want to do political science. I think I want to do something more in the business realm and still have the opportunity um, to go to law school. 
And then, so how long, you switch your major to finance, and then all of a sudden you find yourself falling in insurance. And so this is an interesting question. When did that perception change for you? So in the beginning, I, uh, I was a, a personal lines producer, which is different strokes for different folks. Sure. Um, but when that perception changed for me is when I started dealing with business owners and only doing commercial production and realize that, man, there's a big world out here, you know, tons of different lines of coverage and, and the depth to them. So it's, and this is the other thing too, is that even, you know, it's just kind of doubling down on that expertise, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and knowing that thing better than the next guy. And I think sure. that's the thing that we, you know, um, that perception that everybody else doesn't have, like you said, like if you sure. don't, if you don't have an insurance agent, Sure. You don't see it, and and um, what and what kind of uh, we've we've talked about a little bit of commercial, but you don't have anything that you kind of do. You have anything that you drilled down in on yet, or yeah, you're working I'm, on that? I'm a, I like kind of being a generalist. Yeah. Um, but I like being the best generalist that there is. All right. And um, and so you guys, where are you guys out of? Wow. So our home office is in Albertville, okay. um, but we've got 14 satellite offices throughout the southeast. Oh, so it's a pretty big agency then. Yeah. Okay. Um, 14, huh? How many employees? That's a lot of people. Uh, like 20 producers, probably 75 office staff. staff yeah. uh, only 20 though, that seems like, so they like to keep the producer team kind of lean and that's like more than double, well it's like almost close to triple the producer to service staff. Right. Hmm. Interesting. So what does your day-to-day -day look like working in an agency that big versus, you know, a lot of the agencies I talk to, small, like, hey, we got four or five people, maybe you know, one, one or two locations. Well, that's, that's a very interesting question because we started out as a nationwide exclusive agency. Oh, okay. Okay. And um, then we partnered with the Levitt Group about five years ago. So that really changed our small town, small, you know, just the atypical yeah. local community agency. And that took us to, oh. We're dealing with brokers, you know, all over the United States of America. Got it. So the, that's that. You guys were kind of that. Yes, we were. The, you the, decided the, to. Gotcha. We were the atypical. What, small. Now, were you were you part of that decision? Like, do you have any like insight as to like some of the things like that led to you know, hey, this sounds like a good idea. Well, and what were some of the driving <clears throat> factors there? So me and my boss have always been very close, yeah. and you know, it's just kind of one of those things that if you're if you have one carrier. I mean, you're pretty much exclusive. Yeah. If you want to play in the commercial realm, yeah. you've got to have markets. Sure. So that was kind of the driving force behind it. Was to kind of pick up access to other people, get outside of just the nationwide sure. thing. Sure. What, and you went through, you were there the whole time that whole oh, thing happened. Oh, yeah. So what was that like, basically, come, basically kind of being a captive agent yeah, and going right. and kind of becoming an independent? Uh, this is really funny. So I was really nervous and I was like, there's no way that they're going to keep me because the Levitt Group <laughs> is like the fourth largest brokerage outfit in the United States. Yeah. I'm a kid from Anniston, Alabama that doesn't do 150000 in revenue every year. Yeah. I, I don't have a way to do that. Yeah. And uh, year two, I was making circle of, circles of excellence, incentive trips. Yeah. So it's just inter interesting to see how you go from being extremely nervous about something and just confiding in the process, following it, and then it leading to success. 
We could probably stop talking right there, and that'd be like the, the thing like that everybody just should do. Right. Um, that wouldn't be fair, though. Um, have you had a track record of kind of that, just kind of that belief might be a strong word, but dedication to that process of like, listen, like you've seen it work before? So, <clears throat> I'm a big football fan. All right. Um, we've got a team here in Alabama that tends to well, you do? Yeah. yeah you play yeah, football? Yeah. Hmm. No, I, I don't. Honestly. No, I was just saying, yeah, Alabama, they've got a football um, team that's really good. And my dad's always been a really hard worker uh, and very successful and just very motivated. So as a kid, I just always was, you have to believe in the process. You have to do it. And even the days you don't want to do it, yeah. you have to do it. And eventually, you will see the results. And you said it didn't even take that long. I was like, what, you said a year? Um, Two years? After we... After the Levitt deal happened, right. yeah, the next year. The next, so within 12 months. Right. It usually doesn't even take that long. It's, like, it's, it's just, you know, from my experience, it's getting over that three-month hurdle. It's like, you sure. know, it's like it's just sure. three months. that three-year hurdle. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just, you know, continuing to do that thing. And um, I don't know why it is a challenge. I mean, I know why it's a challenge, but it's, it's interesting to hear you say, like, listen, I just, I just did the thing, and guess what? It worked. You, you very rarely hear somebody say, I did the thing, and it, you know. Well, and I don't even know if my, like Randy, I say my boss, principal, mentor, or whatever. Sure. But he said, I'll be doggone. Evan, just listen to me. Yeah. And I don't, know right. it, I don't know if it was by luck or yeah. what, but it, it all shook out. Well, and you know, they say like back to football, like, you know, uh, you know it's all about coaching. It's like the best sure. players are the ones that just listen to. They, they buy yeah, into the process. They buy into the process. Um, is there anything different, like process-wise, that the Levitt Group kind of like? What is part of that process? Like, what are some of the things that you maybe weren't doing that, um, you know, they had you doing? What, what was part of that process that kind of you found successful? So I took this class. It was like uh, integrity selling, which is something I've always. I mean, my my name means more to me than anything yeah. because if insurance doesn't work out, I can get <laughs> right. I can do something, yeah. and as long as you've taken care of people and you've got right. a track record of that, you're gonna have a, a customer. You'll be all right, yeah. Um, so in that integrity-based selling class was just basically focusing in on, you know, the, the process of the sale, like, you know, uh, make sure you talk to the decision maker, make sure you ask the, you know, the, the right questions, um, and then just follow up when you're prospecting. So it's just kind of a myriad of those things and just, just doing it. And so, like, we were, obviously, we spent the last couple of days kind of talking about different ways to do things. But I think, I think what, you know, people get caught up on is they look at it as some sort of threat or replacement to the things that have worked. Sure. And in reality, the way that I look at it is it's just a way to amplify the things that you're already good at. Sure. And it's funny you say that. So, obviously, as we're doing this, I don't, yeah. know, I don't know if we're doing a video or a podcast. You never know. It's just, it's always content. Okay. I mean, it's just, who knows? So, something that I, I have not done is yeah. this. And... One of the things that I think is probably the coolest about it, and I think will be the most rewarding, is I love a cold call. I love to prospect and cold call. Which most it. people don't. I, I love to do yeah. it. I absolutely love it. So once you have this sort of content out there, then you can start betting yourself even more yeah. in the in the courting process of yeah. trying to get new clients. And 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 you know, and when I was when you were in the, I think the guy you were in the first session that I had. Yeah. Uh, uh, with the guy talking about his cold call. Yeah, because you, you said you love doing the cold call. And I didn't get to say this, but this is one thing I was like, you imagine how powerful it would be instead of, you know, maybe you made that cold call, but then you're able to follow up with an email sure. and you've got a personalized video in there. I'd be like, hey, listen, man. Hey, Steve. 
I appreciate you hanging up on me. That was really great. Um, I'll get you next time. But you know, here's a couple of things. I was looking at your business, and you know, traditionally I've seen this, 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 and sure. this. And you just here you go, man. I've just given sure. you the value, and 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 you know, you you didn't might have time for that in your cold call. Sure. But you can just just here it is. Sure. And uh, I'd be interested to see how many how many appointments that you know that would that would get versus you know again like you said not having that sure to, for them to say hey man Evan's a really really good dude you know I'll tell you what how about I try it you let me yes you let me know how it goes all right I'd love to see the results on that because um, it is I mean it's like you're you're, you're just sitting here you're one of the more you know engaged interested people like, hey man listen like this you know I'm just I'm open to it let's see what happens I haven't been able to do it yet but I've already been successful with what I've been doing right and you've got you said you tell me you've been public speaking since you were eight years old which is insane um probably good parenting i think it's good parenting totally my mom yeah i was gonna say it's probably pretty good parenting um it's so how, how come you haven't naturally gravitated towards that sooner what do you mean like as far as like is this like kind of like some of your first time exposure to it have you ever had the inclination to like hey man like i i'm i'm very charismatic i can talk why don't i you know, I know YouTube's a thing. Sure. Like, is there anything that has like kind of held you back other than just not like, cause sometimes people make all these like crazy weird things in their head. Honestly, it's one of those things is like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get around to doing yeah. that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get around to it. Yeah. yeah, I just never got around to it. What do you, <laughs> I don't know if, you, if I said this, what do you think if you scheduled on your calendar, you know, you went in the office like, man, like Tuesdays at 10 a.m. I'm, Evan's recording a video. Yeah, I think it's a Monday, so it's funny you say Monday, that. Tuesday, but you know, whatever. Mondays are sure. I mean, you, the last thing you want to do is call a business owner on Monday, Monday. or Friday. True, that's a good point. Um, so I think I like that, know, Evan. Yeah. Monday or Friday is yeah. going to be my content day. Do you think you think your agency would support that? Like, hey, listen, like, I mean, like, they wouldn't have a problem. Like, if you closed the door to the office, if you said on the calendar for an hour, do not disturb Evan. I am filming a video. Um, as long as I can show my principal results. Hey, yeah. I did this. I sent this to so and so. Here's the submission. Yeah. Here's the quote. They don't care careless so that's awesome you know and that's so they give you pretty they give you and if it doesn't work then say like, hey listen uh, Evan this this isn't working let's right. figure something else out what has that been like again being a younger producer kind of coming up I mean is that, that's probably kept you in the industry right yeah well it's, it's been kind of interesting so obviously being younger and having no experience which honestly I think that was probably good yes yeah. absolutely I, I wasn't drawn I, I basically hadn't drawn up uh, a line of hey, this is how it's supposed to be. So I was pretty much open. Yeah, I uh, wasn't already my, my thought process wasn't already formed. Yeah. Um, so it was that was the good part. The bad part is we're an older agency. Yeah. I was the youngest guy by like 20 years. Yeah. So you know, just the technology aspect of it is something that we have not been on the forefront of until here recently. Yeah. So what are, what are some of the changes that you've made? So. I, I hated chasing down a signature uh, of a form that I yeah. didn't even have at the time that I bound the account. Yeah. You send it up and it's like, oh, we need this form. Well, if I would have had it when I bound it, yeah. I would have gotten it signed. Yeah. So I'm running you know, two hours away to get a signature. Man, so that is tough. DocuSign has been a lifesaver. Okay. Um, uh, Dropbox has been pretty awesome. Uh, actually, now it's OneNote through the Levin yep. system. Yep. But just things like that, that mm -hmm. you know, folks who are not our generation, just they're not aware of. Yeah, it's the simplest things too, right? Like, I mean, and, and back to the whole, you know, I, again, I think one of the other things was back to efficiency, right? It's, mm -hmm. I mean, 
even if you messed up, I mean, if the account's big enough, it's fine. But sure. like, if you mess up on the wrong account and it's a two-hour drive, that just takes your profitability right oh, out it was, the it was, And yeah. this is when I was first starting out, yeah. so it was like a convenience store. It's like I'm driving <laughs> two hours to get a signature on well, the one liquor liability. One way or two-way? Well, both ways. I mean, an hour there, hour back. Right. So okay. still two hours. Right. Was, if you're driving four, it better be. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, at that point, I just put it in the mail, which yeah. is even more archaic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, what was was there was there what was the conversation like? Was it like was there like you know bringing on just the new piece of technology? Was it just hey, listen, I'm not spending two three hours doing this anymore. Yeah. This is yeah. I mean, I just and so the good thing about my principal is that he is is profitability and efficiency. I mean, he loves it. So yeah. people, most people can only do better if they're taught better. So if no one knows of these processes and these systems then they, they can't utilize them. So when I was like, hey man, I'm going to start using DocuSign, he's like, oh, that's, that's great. And is that something the agency has adopted? Absolutely. Awesome, I was going to say, because we were talking, we had, uh, we had a session with um, Ani Potter of Marblebox and um, Matt Aaron of Insurance Agent Mobile App, and you'd ask the question to Ani, like, hey, listen, is this something that I can do? Right. Um, you know, as, as far as talking about quoting. Sure. And say, hey, is this something I can just do myself? Right. And then you let my quoting be done through a, a service like Marblebox versus having to get buy-in from the entire agency. Sure. I was like, dude, Evan, like, you just like, like, I was like, my, my mind is blown now, you know, so. Well, and the thing is, a lot of times it's easier to show people something yeah. as opposed to getting them to buy into it. Right. So if I can essentially be a beta tester for the yep. agency yep. and then you can see the results, and they're, I mean, they're sold. Yeah. And for larger agencies with a, a dynamic of producers from 25 to 70, I mean, it's just, it's kind of hard to get everybody, everybody on yeah. board. Once they see like, well, what's, and they'll see the numbers and be like, hey, what's Evan doing? They'll start asking, right? And it's right. like, well, here's what he's, they'll, they'll want to know. And like, dude, you gotta hook us up with whatever's going on there. Right. And uh, yeah, it's fascinating. So what, uh, what's your takeaway after kind of spending a couple days, young agents, like what's one thing to either is, is kind of shifted your mindset even a little bit more or one thing you're really excited to get, or maybe let's do both. Let's do one thing. Let's go first with what's one thing you're excited to get back and like do like number one. Number one, I'm excited to get back and do more prospecting. All right. All right. Nice. But uh, I think that pro I think marketing is kind of falls on deaf ears if you don't follow up. Yeah. So I'm excited to prospect and start, a, you know, this blog doing some video and some content. So when I'm prospecting, oh, hey, by the way, uh, what's your email address? If you don't mind, check, check the site out. Yeah. You know, tell me if there's anything that interests you. Uh, I, I'm, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And so as far as like mindset, just like, you know, just like where you want to be in a couple more years, is there anything that's like, man, like if I could just get to there, like what, what, is, what is that place that I'm chasing? Like what's that thing that, you know, maybe it didn't happen. It doesn't have to happen, Evan. I'm not saying these magical moments don't just, you know, just appear out of nowhere. So uh, I just thought I'd ask, you never know. My goal is to be at uh, over a half a million dollar book before I'm 35. Okay, and you're how old now? 32. All right, so you got three years? So I'll follow up in a couple years and see where you're at? Uh, and you asked that, a takeaway. Um, so Jason, who I'm a huge fan of, he's awesome. Uh, he um, quoted John Maxwell and Gary Vee, by the way. Yeah. Uh, there's only only agent in Alabama following Gary Vee right here. <laughs> yeah. This guy right here. All right. Um, the great separator is there's those that do and those that don't. And I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be a doer. 